0: Welcome to Solutions from the Yard, a candid discussion about life behind bars and its effect on society. We'll discuss reintegration or re-entry back into the community post-incarceration. Your host for this episode is Charles Hopkins. Welcome to this edition of Solutions from the Yard. Uh, My name is Charles Hopkins. I'm joined by my three cohorts who will be introducing themselves and giving me a brief bow on themselves. Uh, Solutions from the Yard is a podcast that deals with all things criminal justice system. We explore all aspects of the criminal justice system. Violation of probation, the Bureau of Prisons, the Division of Correction, the courts, the judiciary system, the community, the relationship with the prisons, the mass and prison industrial complex, the whole gamut of prisons. So today we'll be talking about ourselves. And to start out, I'm going to introduce Mr. Dickerson Hill, who will give you a brief overview of who he is and why he come in and why he's here today. Dickerson Hill?
1: Uh, how you doing? Uh, my name is Michael Urk, Dickerson Hill, and uh, I'm a returning citizen, and I did 24 years of imprisonment, and, uh, you know, I'm just here to, you know, advocate for the brothers and sisters, man, that come home and don't have no way out or no, you know, no resolution to some of their problems. And, you know, man, I just, I just want to, uh, man, be uh, a hero of some sort to guys that man that have to go through certain problems and, and you know the struggles that we have of returning citizens.
0: Talk a little bit more about yourself. Um, what are you doing now? What are you currently doing? What are some of the things you're currently involved with? And um, how did you wind up in this particular space?
1: Oh well, it all started. Um, I had uh, I needed a birth certificate. And I was referred um, from Morka to VSC to come get a birth certificate. And when I came came to VSC, you know, they welcomed me with open arms, and you know, they got me, my got me my birth certificate. Then later on, you know, uh, our program director, Ms. Margo, asked me, "Did I want to get on a group called Staying on Track, which comes on every other Saturday?" And you know, I started participating you know, every other Saturday participating from, from 10 to 12. And, you know, they kind of, you know, they seen something in me when, uh, you know, when I was participating and that's when they asked me to get on, um, training our voices, which is a, a, a group of, uh, four people. And we, uh, Mr. Dietrich, you know, Donnie and Charles, and we, we got on and we just basically did our, uh, training to be advocates for the returning citizens and uh, you know, we was basically, you know, just just really building our, our speech in in ways that we can, you know, coordinate how we can advocate. And, and you know, that that led from, you know, one day Miss Paula just said, man, you know, uh, you know, you want to work for VSC. And then I wind up, you know, I accepted the offer. And now I'm reentry peer support navigator here at VSC. And now I run staying on track. And also training, our, uh, uh, also um, lessons in law. Lessons in law. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you know, it's 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 a beautiful thing, man. You know, going out to Baltimore, seeing the brothers in the halfway house. You know, helping brothers and sisters get their social security cards, birth certificates, and SNAP benefits. You know, etc. Right. And you know, it, it's 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 good to help people, man, get on their feet.
0: And you definitely, uh, I can attest to that. He's definitely a, a man in the trenches. Speaking of the trenches, this man right here dietrich Trent uh now he's in the trenches and uh, when I ran across him, we was again all of us got some a lot of commonality we was in a uh, staying on track and uh Dietrich talk about it introduce yourself to the audience and tell us some some of the things you're doing and some of your passions
2: Good evening, my name is Dietrich Earn Trent. I was incarcerated for 25 years um some of the things that I'm doing, I'll tell you about myself. Well, I was um, a juvenile offender when I had got incarcerated as well. Came home as a dog. Uh, some of the things that I'm doing now is I'm all over the board, to be honest with you. And meaning when it comes to my whole thing is I just want to be a beacon of light and, and just of hope for my brothers and sisters that's incarcerated. I talk to so many brothers and sisters every day, call my phone, and want to know what is the latest news that's going on out here uh, when it comes to the laws and what comes to what's, what is going on in society and period. That's right. So I know people depending on me for this, for this type of news, so I know I have to be that beacon of light and that uh, that model of, of, I don't want to say perfect because no man is perfect, but I just want to be um, a paragon, a model of perfection for my brothers and sisters out here. And how I started and uh, how I got uh, acquainted with Voices of a Second Chance was I was in the Halfway House, which is no longer, um, I was um, Hope Village, and I found they they fly. And I took a visit, my first visit outside of uh, Hope Village, and I came over here to Voices of a Second Chance, and I ain't leave ever since. And the funny thing about it, I never got nothing from I never needed a birth certificate or ID, but I needed their help, right? Helping me navigate my way back in society. And they helped been tremendous. And so many, it been it's, it's tremendous. And I just, I always speak highly of Voices of a Second Chance because they wanted a true organization. I say this again, true organizations that's about the people, right. right? And... And, and what I mean by that about the people, because the people actually help runs the organization. That's right. So you can't get more real than that. Yeah, right? Yeah. Like yeah. brother my my brother Dickinson just said, he got hired here. That's right. Right? So we're about building you up and empowering you. This is what Voices of Second Chance about. And I work right now, I currently work, when I first came home, I was working with uh, the Office of State of Superintendent of Education. I was an uh, education specialist re re-engage, uh, re-engage, reengagement. education specialist. where I was working with youth between the age of 16 to 24 years old that was disengaged, facing all types of barriers in life, and they needed to have some type of stability when it comes to their education. So that was my job, to make sure each and every child in D.C. that was in, disengaged from high school has some type of stability and be placed in some type of education fo- format in, in uh. School in in DC, so and I moved on from there. Now I'm with DC Central Kitchen. I work for the Community Development Partnership, and like you said, I'm in the trenches because that's what I love to doing. Because I like I feel that people we need to be heard. <laughs> There's a lot of diamonds that's coming right, out right. of these prisons, and so and I'm out here in the community trying to give us a new, write a new narrative when it comes to. Our, Return uh, citizens, and you know, I don't like the word return to citizens, but right. you know, to write a new narrative about us. And and I think we doing a tremendous job out here. There's a lot of brothers and sisters out here doing marvelous work. We just are the few, right? And that's why when I was uh, approached about uh, joining, training, training our voices, I jumped to it because I understood that. Our voices are is is a weapon, right? And not not in a weapon of, of destruction, but a weapon of harmony, and you know for humanity, for bringing bringing back the people element when it comes to us coming home, right? So I'm all for it, and I, and I'm happy to be here with you brothers. And this is this is something that I know that gonna open so many doors, and not for only for us, but so many that's coming behind us. As well, and I'm mean, a pleasure, bro.
0: Thank you, thank you. And, uh, my next uh our other cohort is a uh, brother Donnell. Donnell, introduce yourself to the audience and uh, tell us uh some of the things that's going on with you. But more importantly, you know where you come from and where you going.
3: Uh, hello, how y'all doing? My name is Donnell Felder, and uh I am a returning citizen. I end up serving uh, 30 years on a 20 to life sentence, you know, due to the fact that. The, the parole board kept trying to you know, hold me in jail for no apparent reason at all, and whatnot. You know, it was like it was a system in place within the district of Columbia. You know, in reference to our parole board, it's a difference difference of uh, of, of, of a magnitude as as opposed to being a federal prisoner. And they had it mixed up somehow. So so that was one of the reasons why they had had me in in, in jail so long, mm-hmm. during my twenty to life and whatnot. But nevertheless, it was a hill that I had to climb. Right. You know, a hill that was real tough but I managed to navigate and get through it, you know, in the proper respect, and and I made it home safely, you know?
0: And what what are you doing there? Tell us some things, because this this brother here, uh, we were just talking earlier, and and, uh, I don't want to call him Jamaican, because that would be saying something about Jamaican, (laughs) but this brother here is a a very diligent individual in terms of working honestly. Tell Mm -hmm. him about some of the things that you're doing, but mainly some of the things that you're doing to help people. Some of the
3: uh, things that I'm doing there, right, uh, like, when I first came home not. I have to say this, right, because uh, I went to the halfway house. Uh, upon me coming home, though, I went to the law library. I used to go to the law library, and I ran across this pamphlet in reference to the return return the citizen on how to get yourself, you know, together once you, you know, you return to the, to the, to the Washington, D.C. area, right? And I ran across this organization called Voices for a Second Chance. And I got my sister to call them, contact them. And once she contacted me, she got, got back in touch with me when I called, I made my phone call home, and she told me that the, the, the CEO of the, of, the, of the Voice for a Second Chance told me once I come home for me to, to come there, you know. So once I reached the halfway house, the first pass, they get your pass to go out. You can go, go get you something to eat and go see your family or go look for a job or whatever, you know what I'm saying? So I took it upon myself to come to Voice for a Second Chance, right? So when I get there, you know, they, they helped me regain my identity and stuff because I didn't have no Social Security card no birth certificate or anything of that nature. And they put forth the effort and made me, got, gave me, got, got me to get all my identity back and whatnot. you know. So now, from there, I ended up going to Project Empowerment and uh, completed that course. It's a three-week uh, sessions of training that gets you ready to go on job interviews and how to conduct yourself and things of that nature, right? And I passed that and ended up getting, getting a job through them as a, a maintenance worker out in Silver Spring, Maryland, and whatnot. And from there, the job ended, and a guy named David Lord, who works there, and they called me, you know, because I, I went to a, a temp agency and ended up obtaining another job. So, therefore, he called me and told me, said, man, you've been doing good. I said, I appreciate, appreciate you saying that, right? So, he said, you know you're up for some free months, six months of free living with an organization called Esalen Community Service, right? And... Uh, I said, yeah. He said, sure. yeah. He said, and what they do, they put you up for the six months, free, three months of living, and then in the process of it, they help you find you somewhere to stay. Mm-hmm. So I can please you and got through it. And I'm still in the apartment that they got for me right now today. the date. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, and then I end up uh, reaching out to her. She had a job opening on Indeed. And Indeed is one of the sites that uh, Project Empowerment, encourage you to look on when you're trying to find employment. So I went on there and applied for the it's called a RA position, our residential aid. And the residence aid is what we do is we house homeless kids and mentally disturbed kids and whatnot, right? So I end up getting that job. <clears throat> and that's what I'm doing right now today. And we not Okay. hmm
0: And as for myself, uh and I and I wanna say this in all respect, when you look around this table, it's over hundred years of time that's been served collectively in prison because I've served 48 years and some days in prison prior to being released. I've been out all the two years. Prior to going to prison, I was illiterate or a substance abuser, and it was during my prison experience that I started educating myself and becoming familiar with my potential. And as a result of that, I started becoming involved with different type of activities and programs within the institution that when I got out that would lead me or help me when I got out to be able to navigate uh, a lot of the pitfalls that I was going to be confronted with upon getting out. When I got out, COVID had just hit two months after I got out. So really for me, it was I was kind of in a comfort zone because I was uh, used to living in a uh, controlled environment. But prior to getting out, uh, my parole officer told me about a program they was having up in Bible Way Church up in First Street Northwest that was dealing with uh, reentry. And it was re like reentry workshop. When I got up there, Voices for a Second Chance had a workshop, had a table up there, and I was introduced to Miss Margo, who is the program director of Voices for a Second Chance. And like they, like all these individuals right here, they encouraged me to come to the office. And when I came to the office, I I was given a sense of security by virtue of them letting me know that they had my best interests at heart. Uh, they I got a good case manager. He was encouraging. And motivated me to, to stay focused on the process. And I think that's what really allowed me to be in the position I'm in today. Today, uh, like my like Dickerson Hill, um I was hired by Voice Voice Second Chance. I'm uh, uh responsible for being they uh, 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 got my title down here as a peer engagement advocacy coordinator. Um I'm I, when we was going we go over to Baltimore, the halfway houses and deal with the guys and try to get them there resources, but what you're going to get out of this uh, voice um, uh, solutions from the yard, what you're going to get out here is you see a lot of experience and a lot of insight. You're going to get the role. You're going to get information that's going to help you change situations. You're going to get solutions to your problem because this is why we call Solutions from the Yard. It's not something that we're going to be here griping about. It's not something here we're going to be uh, arguing about. It's going to be something that we're going to be dissecting the issue and looking at how ways to change the narrative that's affecting poor people, people that's coming out of prison, people that might be on their way in prison, people that's already in prison. We deal with all things in prison. From the yard.
1: Uh, what I want to get out of solutions from the yard is some systematic change. Because that's the purpose of us, you know, uniting To come up with solutions and be advocates because we want some change in some of the laws, some of the programs that they have out here, and also make sure that the people that do get these funds that's in the name of returning citizens use the funds properly. And that's one of the things that I want to get out of this is you know, make sure that things get done right because you know, you got different communities that go to The government into city council and they advocate for certain laws and certain rights to be implemented. And, you know, that's all. That's what I want for returning citizens as well. I want us to have the same voice that everybody have, the same equality that everybody have to, um, you know, advocate and and, and put out our uh, needs and wants. And that's one of the number one things that I want to get out of this. I want to see some change because, you know, Washington DC has made a lot of different changes since I, you know, came home. You know, when I was out in society, it was nothing like it is right now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I want to start seeing some changes for the betterment for us and put us in a position where as though we can, you know, be proud to be Washingtonians and reclaim some of the things that we used to have at one time.
0: All right. And, uh, Brother Dietrich, what do you expect to get from Or what do you want to see come out of solutions solution from the yard? Actually,
2: I kind of want to piggyback a little off of what Brother Dixon just said. Uh, and I want to see more of structure. I want to see more of one voice, right? And I mean it. Because everybody, when it comes to legislations for different groups, Mm -hmm. and everybody has, everybody on the the call, one voice, Mm -hmm. right? When it comes in in speaking in in Washington, D.C., we don't have that one voice Mm -hmm. or that one group or that one group of body, government body of of people that's helping, pushing legislation, Coming from the people that that the legislation won't affect, and then who it affected, mm-hmm. right? So mainly, I'm hoping. I uh, mainly, I'm, I'm hoping that training our voices. This this end up turning into a big entity when it's that it, it becomes a big group, mm-hmm. or nothing but returning citizens, all speaking on one accord, and all speaking, trying to change for the future. When it comes to laws and it comes to uh, the treatment of our brothers and sisters in these prisons around the United States of America, um, when it comes to us having structure put set aside for us when we come at home mm-hmm. not having us come out here playing the, the maze mm-hmm. game, running you know, That's knocking right. on this door, knocking on that That's door right. and this and that. Mm-hmm. So mainly, I'm hoping that us, <laughs> I won't put the pressure on our shoulder, on us, but hopefully that we are the beginning of something brilliant mm-hmm. and, and and something that's going to be here after after we leave. Okay.
0: Yeah. Donnell, what you what you, you want to see happen with this um,
2: program? What you want <coughs> to uh, see come out of the uh, Solutions from the Yard? Basically
3: what I want to see come out of the Solutions from the Yard is uh, 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 making a pathway and the proper guidance for the ones that's coming after us. You know, and, and explain to them some of the things that we we went through that held us back from from coming home at the appropriate time, you know, that we supposed to show down or touch down in the city, you know what I'm saying? And uh some of the things like, you know, the parole board, you know, like it's a difference in it and whatnot, you understand what I'm saying? And and always utilize your sources, right, because it's a way that you can find a lot of help in the city upon your return. Mm-hmm. All you gotta do is want it, you know what, That's what I'm saying? Right. And you ain't got to go back to trying to, you know, get it the fast way and all that little stuff like that. Just take your time, right, and, and seek help, you know, cause people out here to help us and whatnot, you understand what I'm saying, you know? And I, that's all I want to say. I just want to see it's a better way, you know, so people can get have proper housing, you understand what I'm saying, you know, proper case management systems and stuff stuff like that, you know, to help them, so, clothing, clothing places, like bread for the city, you know, things that, need that people can go to and, and get some type of help and, with food and all that type of stuff, you know what I'm saying,
0: you know? All right, there you have it, Solutions from the Yard. Thank you for joining us. You've been listening to Solutions from the Yard. This podcast is presented by Voices for a Second Chance, a comprehensive reentry program that provides culturally appropriate, trauma-informed, gender-specific, and peer-based services. For more information, go to info at vscdc.org or visit our website at www dot V S C D C dot org.